Good evening, everyone. Thank you for coming. We'll continue this evening with our discussion of the Bhagavat Sandarbha. We're on the 93rd Anucheda. It's a large Anucheda. And uh, we'll begin by reading the an introduction to the Anucheda, which kind of puts it in perspective. As we said in the last discussion, uh, Jiva Goswami is used primarily as his evidence to show that the Bhagavan conception is all-inclusive, whereas the Brahman conception is lacking uh, when one looks at defining the Supreme Absolute. You need to add personality of Godhead. <laughs> So the personality is the more complete conception and certain transcendentalists, of course, uh, would take exception to that. However, if the transcendentalists rely on the Srimad Bhagavatam as their primary pramana or their primary evidence, then you cannot arrive at any other conclusion than Bhagavan Sri Krishna is the supreme personality of Godhead in his most complete uh, manifestation. Um, as a young cowherd in Vraj, where he's able to actually give up his Godhood and be himself. So... <laughs> If we were to look at it from that perspective, the Godhood of the Supreme Godhead is secondary to his personhood. So Srimad Bhagavatam can allow us to arrive at no other conclusion. We're coming to the end of the Bhagavat Sandarbha and Srila Jiva Goswami is now in these last couple of Anuchetas and maybe going forward here in this 93rd Anucheda, he's addressing other transcendentalists who may not agree with the Gaudiya Vaishnav conception that everything, the all-inclusive, most mature like the Sun commentary on the Vedanta Sutra is Srimad Bhagavatam. Not every transcendentalist is going to accept that. So in the last Anucheda, he, he basically quoted Shruti, Smriti, and Purana uh, in support of Shruti, Smriti, Purana, Adi. These three together can be seen it, when when you can find that there is uh, that they they are all in in harmony with each other as far as a philosophical conclusion, then we can feel pretty confident of that conclusion. So he showed that the Bhagavan conclusion in those last Anuchetas. Um, can, is presented in all three. And now he goes on in this Anucheda to address uh, other transcendentalists 
And we find that in their circle, their primary evidence, what they accept as primary evidence, is a concordance of the Upanishads, the Vedanta Sutra, and the Bhagavad Gita. And this is referred to as the Prastana Trai. Prastana Trai. These three together, he's now going to show these three, the Upanishads, the Vedanta Sutra, which is basically um, another way to look at the Upanishadic aphorisms that is more easily understood and the Upanishads are are reconciled in the Vedanta Sutra. In, fi in fact, the very first section, there's four sections to the Vedanta Sutra, the very first section is um, reconciling any different conceptions that one may have arrived at after their study of the Upanishads. Upanishads are rather vague. It's like just aphorisms from the Supreme. Tatwamasi, uh, you are that. Okay. That requires some real meditation. Well, what, what's that? You, and what's you? Use me? Okay, I am that. Okay, I am. Reminds me of an old hippie song by the Moody Blues. I am. At least I think I am. There you go, man. <laughs> go ahead thinking what you can. <laughs> it beguiles them to think that you may have figured something out regarding the nature of who you are. But anyway, um, you can get the point. Aham Brahmasmi. Another aphorisms like that. So, now Jiva Goswami in this 93rd Anucheta is going to, to take from the Upanishads, from the Vedanta Sutra, and from the Bhagavad Gita and show that all three of these the, the Prasthana Trai also arrive at the same conclusion that the more complete understanding of the Supreme Absolute Truth is the Bhagavan conception. So, off we go. Jiva Goswami writes, It is with the same intention of showing that Bhagavan is superior to Brahman that Taitariya Upanishad describes the Purusha as being one in essence with successively more and more subtle items. Beginning with the statement, this Purusha is composed of the essence of food. Anamoya. 
The concluding statements of this description, in other words, that's how this Upanishadic statement begins in the uh, in Tattariya Upanishad 2.1. Then it goes on. This is the supporting tale. The, like a tail on the end of a dog wags. The earth is a supporting tail. The Atharva Veda, the hymns of the Atharva Veda are the supporting tail. Maha is the supporting tail. And finally, Brahman is the supporting tail. Bhagavan is superior even to Brahman, the fifth and last of these supports described in Tattariya Upanishad 2.5. What does this term tail mean? Well, it's, it's a way that the word from the Tattariya Upanishad is translated, and it refers to the tail of a bird, basically. Um, the support, the tail balance gives it balance it's it's support now sometimes it can also be looked at as the support the supporting part of a body so you have the head of the bird you have the left wing the right wing the body of the bird and you have the tail so without the tail the bird really <laughs> has a hard time functioning so similarly, a human being, if you could even take that analogy, metaphor a little bit further, um, it could be compared to the human body. The body has a head, it has the left and right arm, it has its torso, and then there's the support, the legs. So it's in that context of support. So the verse from the Upanishad is saying, progressively, step by step, What's supporting one's existence? Well, take this support away and the existence goes away. So we can look to the, to the beginning support. The most elemental support is eating. You have to eat. And... then the earth supports you. And it gets subtler and subtler as the Upanishad goes further and further. Um, the Veda, knowledge is a support. The support of ourself is having knowledge of who we are, what we are, what we're about. Uh, Maha is the support. Uh, we'll see in the commentary what they mean by Maha here. Um, uh, Brahman is a support. And then the final support is Bhagavan. Bhagavan is superior even to Brahman, the fifth and last of these supports described in Tattariya Upanishad. So now Krishna takes it from there. 
in the Bhagavad Gita, which is another Upanishad, the Gita Upanishad. In the 14th chapter, 27th verse, Brahmanohi Pratistaham. I am the support of Brahman. So Jiva goes on. Sri Krishna says in Sri Bhagavad Upanishad, I am the support of Brahman. The placement of the word Pratista in near succession of the word Brahma in this Gita verse reminds one of the aforementioned Shruti passage in which a nearly identical placement of words is found, Brahma Pucham Pratista, Pucham being tail. So Brahma is the support of Pratista, Pratistaham. Uh, what is Pratista? Well, what does Pratista? Pratista is our existence, our being. It is, but what do you have pride in? I mean, really, we're. It's a different meaning of the world altogether. But yes, you're. You can see how the two different definitions coincide, because there's existence itself is, you know. So, and what's your existence? What's it supported by? Supported by what you eat, what you breathe, prana. Supported by the earth that you walk on. It's supported by Brahman. The word supported by knowledge, it's supported by Brahman, and then it's ultimately Brahmano he pratistaham. I'm the support of all the supports, Krishna says in the Gita. And he also says, right before that verse, in the 26th, Verse from the Gita. Mamchayo bhyabhichurena bhakti yogena sevati. What is it? Sagunan samitityaitam brahmabhuya yakalpate. A person who serves me alone through unswavering devotion completely transcends these gunas of nature and becomes qualified to realize Brahman. And I am that. Then he goes on and says, I am the support of that Brahman. So you become. You become qualified to, you know, to understand what is Brahman by devotion to him. And then he is that support. He supports that Brahman. So really, why just not surrender unto him as the ultimate support? Pucham, tail. I am the basis of the impersonal Brahman, which is immortal, imperishable, and eternal, and is the constitutional position of ultimate happiness. Jiva Goswami goes on in his Anucheda. 
The topic under discussion in this section of Bhagavad Gita is Brahman, which is beyond the gunas. So Krishna's not talking about himself here in the 14th chapter. He's talking specifically about Brahman, and these two verses come at the very end of the chapter. The current verse, 1427, it's the last verse of the chapter, explains the reason why Brahman is attained by rendering service to Bhagavan, a fact that was mentioned in the previous verse, 1426. Therefore, in Krishna's statement, I am the basis of Brahman, it would be inappropriate to interpret Brahman reductively as the Shakti of Brahman. How can Brahman be a Shakti of itself? Or as Haranyagarbha. Basically what Jiva is saying here, what he's trying to, to relay to us is Brahman isn't the ultimate. Krishna is not saying to surrender to the Brahman. He's saying Mamchayo Bhyabhicharena Bhakti Yogena Sevati. To me, surrender unto me. You can have Brahman, but it's through surrender to me, and I'm Brahman's a Shakti of mine. Brahman's not a Shakti of Brahman. There's a difference. Brahman is subordinate to me. It's like an Amsa of the Supreme. It's like any other avatar. It's, 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 it's the same as far as it's, it's, it is God, but it's the God without a form, without tusks, that doesn't pick up the earth, or without fins that doesn't, you know, swim in the ocean. So it's, 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 it is the Supreme, but it's that Supreme that has had no form. It's like any other. So that's how you should see. There's no difference between myself and Brahman, but Brahman is the quality, to, is, is me without qualities, without form, without Leela. Without, at, without personal transcendent attributes. So it would be wrong to reductively, to take, to reduce Brahman uh, down to a Shakti of Brahman. It doesn't, that's what Jeeva is saying, or even Haranyagarbha. As if to say that Krishna is not the basis of transcendental Brahman, but only the Shakti of Brahman. You can, and you can't reverse the equation here. Now, we've already gone through earlier, Jiva's taken us through arguments to show that the logic that places the form of the Absolute as a Upadi, Upon Brahman, even though it's an apati of the mode of goodness, 
what goodness? And we went, all those arguments were presented at that time, if you remember, that it can't be. You can't look at the, at the form of the Lord when he does manifest a form, when he does appear. You can't look at that as simply an upadi. You can't, it, it, logically, it does not work. It doesn't work logically, and it doesn't work philosophically. This interpretation, however, would not explain how Brahman is attained by service to Bhagavan. So that same meaning, the interpretation that the form of the Lord is a Shakti of Brahman. So it can't be a Shakti of Brahman, nor can it be an Upadi of material nature, because then you take Brahman down to being, what? Subordinate to material nature. What do the, what do the, the radical non-dualists believe? That the form of the Lord is what? It, the form of the Lord is uh, an Upadi, a projection of the mode of goodness on a portion of Brahman, and therefore there's a form and a personality there, because otherwise, without some influence of the material energy, ignorance, well, wait, then you're saying ignorance is more powerful than Brahman. So Jiva went through those arguments and presented those to us to show that's not, that can't be. Otherwise, your whole definition of Brahman is lost. It just, it dissolves. It has no substance, nothing, <laughs> you know. So similarly, what Jiva's saying here is Krishna is saying, Mamcha yogya bhitraena bhakti yogena sevati, love and service to me, then you can attain Brahman. But you have to worship the higher conception, can provide the lower conception of Brahman. The higher, the higher, the higher which is Krishna, the personality of Godhead, can bestow upon the transcendentalist the revelation of Brahman through bhakti. So only the above meaning is fitting, as shall be elaborated below. We move on. An objection may be raised in regards to the Bhagavad Gita 14.26. How can one attain to the nature of qualityless Brahman by means of devotional service to you, Krishna? Is not such an attainment possible only by the experience of oneness with Brahman? Valid question. How can you get to Brahman through the personal, how can you get to Brahman by worshiping Krishna? Krishna says, 
just surrender unto me, render some service unto me, and you can attain Brahman. That's not that's not normally the case. Normally, your sadhana is centered around your sadhya. What you practice is geared towards what you want to attain. Krishna is telling us in the Bhagavad Gita, just offer some devotion unto me and you will have Brahman. What's his exact words here? Uh, a person who serves me alone. Mamchayo bhyabhichurena. With unswerving devotion, completely transcends the gunas of nature and becomes qualified to realize Brahman. Completely transcends. I take away the gunas of nature and you can attain Brahman. So the valid question, is it not? Well, how is that possible? That that we're... Uh, that Krishna is recommending that you show devotion unto me and I will remove the influence of the gunas of nature from your existence and you're going to be able to realize the nature of your true being. Krishna's not saying here you're going to realize me. He says you're going to realize yourself. Brahman really is what he's saying. You worship me and you'll realize what you are. You are that's your spiritual substance. You are transcendent consciousness. You are not this material body. You're not the modes of material nature. You are trapped in misconception. Now realize what you really are. Realize the nature of yourself, your Atma. To answer this doubt, Sri Krishna speaks the next verse. It is so because I am the support of Brahman. Jiva's bringing his point home here. In this statement, he means because that Brahman, which is celebrated as the supreme support in the Shruti passage, Brahman is the supporting tail. Now he goes back to the Tattatariya Upanishad and the verses that have just been quoted at the beginning of the Anucheda. Brahma Pucham tail pratista is shown in the very same shruti to be just one of the limbs of bl the blissful one anandamayi purusha i bhagavan am the support of that brahman described there metaphorically as a tail since the parm brahman has been named the blissful one. Metaphorically, what is the tail? The tail's holding up all the other aspects that had been presented in that Upanishad. The tail was holding up the foodstuffs that were maintaining, the earth that was maintaining, and holding up the self and the conception of self, which for the majority of transcendentalists is their self-realization. The tail is Krishna. Just as he's holding up Govardhan Hill, he's holding up these conceptions in this Upanishadic verse. 
all these different conceptions. He is that Pucham. I, Bhagavan, am the support of that Brahman, described there metaphorically as a tale. Since the Param Brahman has been named the Blissful One, in accordance with the author of Brahma Sutra, Brahman is Anandamaya, being repeatedly referred to as such, Vedanta Sutra 1112. Okay, remember, no, in this context of what we're discussing, we're talking about Ananda Maya, we're talking about what? The bliss of self-realization, not Krishna realization. Self-Brahmananda. So Ananda, what's the Ananda coming from? The fact that I'm free of the modes of material nature. There is some pleasure there. How much? From our perspective, very inconsequential. But from the Brahmananda's perspective, when he attains Brahman, it's, it's a world of relief. Imagine. One day you think you have you know, terminal cancer, and the next day the doctor comes in and says, oh, you can go home. I switched the, the, the files up. It was a clerical mistake. You have no cancer. Imagine finding out you're not, you're no longer to be influenced by the modes of material nature. How much relief is it? Well, it's plop, plop, fizz, fizz. Wow, this is great. <laughs> I feel tremendous. And I didn't even have to drink the, the bubbly water. <laughs> so, yes, Ananda Mai. Anandamaya, being repeatedly referred to as such. And I am the form of that abundant bliss, just as the sun is the form of abundant light. I am really the support of that Brahman that you're thinking is everything. Well, I, I, am, a, I am really the support of that, just as the sun globe is the support of the sun Light, the sun rays. Pearls are strong enough red. Jiva Goswami goes forward. The import of the above is that though I, Sri Krishna, and Brahman are not difference in substance, unalloyed pure consciousness, the existential condition of being the support, Pratista, for assumed dimensions of being finds its ultimate expression in me as I appear in the aspect of Bhagavan. Brahman cannot uh, hold up all these. It takes Krishna. Brahman has no arms, no legs. No strength, no lack of strength. Now it's it's that it is, but it can't have any qualities because once you apply qualities to Brahman, then Brahman loses its its all pervasive distinctiveless feature. I am Brahman. 
We can't even say I am. Krishna can say I'm Brahman. And we are certainly Brahman in that we are part of that consciousness, but there's no attributes in the Brahman conception. So Brahman has no attributes. Brahman cannot hold up Govardhan Hill. Brahman cannot lift the earth from the ocean. Brahman cannot restore. Brahman cannot have a Brahma grow from its belly button. <laughs> Brahman can't do any of these things. So Krishna is that Pucham, that support. Yes, they're floating in Brahman, but who's keeping them floating there? There has to be some some specific effort. And Krishna is that, Krishna Shakti is that effort. Otherwise, what happens to the planets? They fall in the ocean. Well, what are they going to fall in Brahman? Because there is no ocean, because ocean would denote a quality. How could there even be a material creation if all there is is Brahman? All these things require a personal support. Someone he has to support all these, this manifestation, which is the basis upon, the basis of our existence. Otherwise, we're all Brahman. Well, what's that get us? It doesn't get us a form. It doesn't make us a cow or a bird or a human being or a man or a woman or this race or that race or a spaceman or a demigod. It doesn't, it doesn't afford us any opportunity to express our existence. Yes, we are Brahman. Somebody's got to support a system whereby we have it, we can experience an existence otherwise what experience is there in Brahman and even if you look to that expression Anandamaya Brahman is Ananda well great but it's only Ananda in relationship to relief from a quality of existence which is has no near Ananda, it has no Ananda. So Ananda for the Brahman only has a, a, re, a, a relationship where it can even have that, be assigned that quality, which it really can't be an assigned equality to, be, to end with, but still we say Satchitananda is the quality of, of Brahman. Well, Anandamai, but it can't even have that if there's no support and a material manifestation. It's lo it loses everything. And it does. That's called Sayuja Mukti. Merging in the form of the Lord. Or merging, merging into his effulgence. It's interesting. If you really want to break down what is Brahman and understand what it is, then you need to study this Bhagavad Sandharva because now we're coming we're coming to the heart of the matter.
we're starting to see this is what Brahmati means. And in a few days, we'll start with Paramatmati. So this this Sandarbha is really, it's here at the end, we can see what Jiva has done for us as far as giving us a firm foundation by pounding the post of what is Bhagavan conception and what is the Brahman conception. Without the Bhagavan conception, Brahman has nothing, there's no relationship for us to learn about Brahman without the Bhagavan conception. Therefore, it's called the Bhagavat Sandarbha. It's teaching us about Brahman, but it has to teach us in relationship to Bhagavan. Because you can't teach about something that has nothing as its qualities. The import of the above is that though I, Sri Krishna, and Brahman are not different in substance, the existential condition of being the support, Pratista, for assumed dimensions of being finds its ultimate expression only in me. As I appear in the aspect of Bhagavan. This is befitting because it is only through the manifestation of the essential potency, Swarup Shakti, that the essential nature, Swarup, too manifests its feature of highest completion. For this reason, scriptures declare that the Bhagavan feature is superior even to that of unqualified Brahman. Jiva's writing all this. This particular Anucheda, we don't have any quotes here except the verses. This is Jiva just laying out this conclu- these concluding uh, remarks of the Bhagavat Sandarbha. So even a single object has different manifestations as such, just as the night-destroying luminous sun is metaphorically said to have different manifestations, such as its orb and the rays that emanate from it. Therefore, since the Brahman manifestation is dependent on me, a person can attain the nature of Brahman by merging into it through devotion to me, performed with a desire to attain Kaivalya or oneness. This is the intent of the verse. We're speaking of the Bhagavad Gita verses. In this regard, Vishnu Purana distinctly states, he is the auspicious shelter of the all-pervading self, which is pure consciousness. Now Jiva quotes Sridhar Swami. Sridhar Swami comments, the phrase of the all-pervading Atma means of Parabrahman. He is the shelter Ashraya, and in other words, the support Pratista, even of that Parabrahman. This is stated by the Lord himself, I am the support of Brahman. 
seems like a little double double speak here uh, the way it's been translated but it basically is talking about Krishna is the support of Param Brahman which is Brahman 1426 27 here too Sridhar Swami comments Sri Krishna said I am the Pratista of Brahman means that I am nothing but densely compacted Brahman this is Sridhar Swami saying Krishna is densely compacted Brahman it does translate it nothing but densely compacted Brahman uh, just as the sun orb is nothing but dense light. We wouldn't say that it that's all that Krishna is, but in relationship to Brahman, there's no difference as far as the, the substance. It's all pure consciousness, consciousness of the Supreme, Satchitananda, it, it exists. It has cognition, it is aware, has awareness, and it, it has the quality of blissfulness being not influenced by the Lord's external potency, including Brahmananda. There's no influence of Maya for, for, the, for the Jivan Mukta and the Videha Mukta. Both are fully liberated they're not influenced by the modes of material nature. The Sivi suffix is used here in the word Gani Bhuta only figuratively to signify that previously Bhagavan was not yet manifest in the heart of the worshippers of Brahman, since at that time they were attentive only to Brahman. Some people read Pratima, representation, in the place of Pratista in Sridhar Swami's commentary. Some take what Sridhar Swami says and they interpret this differently. And they place Pratista in Sridhar Swami's commentary. Uh, representation. They, I'm sorry, they don't read Pratista, they read Pratima, representation. This is the product of imagination spurred by hostility, is what Jiva says. And was certainly not written by him, as it does not fit the context. Remember, Jiva is that deepest of logicians. He says, wait a minute. Don't, don't start, don't try to interpret what Sridhar Swami says and, 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 and use the word pratima, representational, to mean that the form of the Supreme is a representation of Brahman. No. No. The word is pratista, support. Support of Brahman, not representation. If you're saying it's a representation, that's, that's because of your imagination. That's not what Sridhar Swami is saying. Let's get it right. It is not possible for there to be a representational form of the formless Brahman. 
any more than the sun is a representational form of its own light. <laughs> Nor is it possible to say that the Lord is the representative image, pratima, of liberation, signified by immor immortality, imperishability, and other terms appearing in the three remaining lines of the verse. Such an explanation does not accord with the earlier quoted statements of the Shruti and Vishnu Purana. So this gloss of Pratista, this definition of Pratista, this way of looking at it, as Pratima should not be regarded as valid. I mean, he's really pushing the point here. Um, if it is to be so accepted, however, it should be interpreted only in the sense of Ashraya, the repository, or in other words, the person or form in whom Brahman subsists. To people like myself who are not schooled in Sanskrit, it would be hard to, to, to wrap our minds around what's being explained here and how anyone could arrive at a wrong conclusion or any conclusion that would be in opposition to that of Srila Jiva Goswami due to the due to the nature of our Sangha and our faith and what we've learned. But there are transcendentalists who really go by the letter of the law. So they look at these verses and they they look at the Sanskrit and they can come out with a different meaning. Well, we also, Vaishnavas also come out with different meanings, but they're all based on our Siddhanta, our overall school of thought. So when Sri Chaitanya gave so many meanings to the Atmarama verse, then he explained it more and more deeply from one explanation to the other. Here we're not talking about this. We're talking about transcendentalists taking verses or statements made by Sridhar Swami and, and coming up with a different interpretation because of, the, of a different definition for the Sanskrit terms. As we know, Sanskrit terms can have many different definitions. The word pratima would then have to be understood according to its etymological derivatives, derivation, giving the sense of measuring mati, i.e. delimiting the entity that is being designated prati. So I'll stop there for this evening. Are there any questions? Thank you so much for your association.